0: Two, Clap. <laughs> We're beating off.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Hash Time. I'm your host, Mike Escamilla, and today we have Moises, right? Yeah. Moises, and then how do you pronounce Polito?
2: Moy, moi, Moises Polito, Moy Boy Chips, Ahoy, Chef Moy R D, Edgar Allen Polito.
1: Edgar Allen Polito. Edgar Allen Polito. It's Polito or is it Pulito
2: It's Pulito but my friend was high as shit once and he said, Edgar Allen Polito. Polito. Because yeah. I write po- poetry, Pulido. yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> I got questions about that. We'll get to that. Yeah, hey, sure. today, man. Thanks for coming out.
2: Oh, uh, thank you for having me. This is awesome.
1: Um, The name, man. <laughs> 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 That's my first thing right there, the name. Where Where did you come up with such like a constructor? <laughs> Moi Boy Chips Ahoy and there was like uh, Garden Toy... <laughs> okay so um, well the origins
2: of my Boy boyships Ships away goes back to uh, my sophomore year of high school and I think I was um, I would, we had an agenda in school where you like put what you do from class to class but I think at this point I was like so sick of school and I wanted to drop out not that I did I didn't drop out but I wanted to at the time I wouldn't do anything in my classes and I had an agenda and I would just write up lyrics in there and stuff like that. And um, I think I had just gotten into rap music and I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if I was like a joke rapper that talked about really stupid shit? Um, so I came up with this concept called the Serial Box Sessions, which was supposed to be like a five song EP. Um, and I was like, what's like the stupidest name I could come up with that I feel like, you know, it'll rhyme and it'll attract people. And I was like, Moy is what they call me as a nickname. So like Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. And, uh, I just rolled with it, I guess. And then, um, I never made the EP, but like some of the songs consisted of like the names like sperm stains on my Snuggie and shit like that. And it was really stupid.
1: Sperm stains on your Snuggie. That's like, that's that's like a really edgy title for a song. It's, I think I I feel like,
2: I think I was talking about like in the, in the song when I did write it, even though I don't have those lyrics anymore, I think I was talking about watching the Shrek movie and then like jerking off to like Fiona while wearing a Snuggie and getting sperm stains on, on it and stuff.
1: Really, wow, that's weird. It's really stupid. That's constructively <laughs> weird. And, and that was when?
2: This was like sophomore year of high school, and I graduated high school from like two years ago. So yeah, it's been a, a little... Oh, you were youngin'. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking about some crazy like shit. A year ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was like a year ago. Yeah. A year ago, two years ago. I was, I
2: was still going to make the cereal box sessions. I have like one song out to it, and it's called the Eating Ass Song, so...
1: The Eating Ass Song. Yeah. Have you ever heard of... What, what the hell's his name? Lil B.? No, I haven't. I th- no, I've heard of the name, but I haven't heard of him oh, yet. He has like that, the style to him. I guess. Really, he has a song called like "I'm Gonna Eat Your <laughs> Ass" or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I I forget how it goes, but like
2: uh, I don't know, it's too much, <laughs> yeah, I mean my my main inspiration for like concepts like that was like people like uh filthy Frank or pink guy, if you know him at all, but yeah, I know filthy Frank, I know joji, yeah, oh uh, yeah, joji now, yeah, is that like something
1: that you're into as well
2: uh joji's music is okay, uh, I miss filthy Frank just because how he was like this really explicit person on YouTube that would like like push boundaries and stuff like that, and he had like uh pink guy which was like uh this character he created that would like rap like do really like stupid raps and stuff like that and, like funny raps yeah what was the other name
1: pink guy pink guy yeah that's that's essentially filthy frank oh somebody. is that the is, is that the pink jumpsuit yeah <laughs> yeah I've seen memes of that. Yeah, he, I, I never really watched Filthy Frank. I just like knew the name because I had I yeah. had like friends. I think some of them probably still like go back and watch his old shit. Dude, uh, Pink Eye put out like two albums.
2: You got to go if you know Joji, you got to listen to Pink Eye, man. Is it kind of the same style? It's like night and day. It's no. Nah. It's like it's like that's like complete filth and like complete like edginess. And then uh, Joji's like his more cleaned up, you know, like whatever.
1: Yeah. I feel like Joji is like depressive. Like oh, Billie dude. Eilish or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like it's, a male Billie Eilish. It's definitely like spacey music. Yeah, it's you? like yeah. weird, but I feel like like stuff like that's like really trending. Oh yeah, right now yeah. and like people just like feeling like that style of music, I guess. <laughs> kind of like how it went from like dubstep, and that was the other one, EDM. Yeah, the house music and all that stuff. Like, house music's old. Yeah, and then I uh, I don't know what came after that. Maybe like techno. Leo, you're a music guy. He's a, he's a big music guy. House music was first, right? Then it was techno.
0: So I was in that freestyle. You were where? The freestyle.
1: Freestyle, like freestyle rap, or like no, man, there's a the dance the house dance. music group. <laughs>
0: yeah, the dance music.
1: Freestyle. Yeah. What is that? I don't freestyle rap, but it's like. You, you, you
2: live close to a roller dome. Remember when you were a kid? That roller dome music. Don't <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: With the hard like synths and stuff.
1: I mean, kind of. We never went to the one over there in the Illinois side, wherever that's at. I'm talking
0: about the roller dome uh, on Goslin.
1: Yeah, I never went there. We always went to Omni 41 or whatever. Your chances. Makes my head hurt. So We keep getting sidetracked on little things because something sparks my curiosity and I'm just like, what is this? What came first, the chicken or the egg? That's how it goes, man. So what, like, really got you into rap?
2: (laughs) Let me ask you that. Uh, Got heartburn. Honestly, uh, I got into rap heavy not even too long ago. Like, I grew up a hardcore kid, like, so I was into, like, heavy music and, you know, like, metal and stuff like that. Um, But I I actually used to have, like, I used to not, like, rap at all at one point, ironically. And it's weird because, like, that's all I do now, right? Um, I think I basically... um, I got into like a lot of underground artists yeah you know because you get like you go to a school like I went to Hammond High and you have all these kids that primarily listen to rap it's mostly stuff that's on the radio and stuff like that you know what I mean stuff that's like trending and I got into some underground artists like Suicide Boys and uh and uh Ghostman and Young Lean and crap like that and uh it was like rap but it was like edgier and there was like hardcore aspects to it and stuff like that and I was like this is pretty cool um, so I got into that and I was like into artists already like Tyler, the creator and Earl sweatshirt and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was I like, like them too. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, this is cool. And I'm like, this is like rap. I've never, I was never shown this, you know what I mean? I was just shown was on the surface. Um, but then when I started like looking into rap myself, I looked for other artists that really pushed the envelope and I'm like, okay, I've been wanting to start like a band for so long, but I can never find people that are dedicated enough to want to do it. So if I do rap music, I just, you know, I, I get beats and I just start rapping over them and I have a song, you know what I mean? So I'm like, let me do that. And I think what really drew me to it was like album covers. Like I feel like underground artists always have this really like these really specific looking album covers and stuff like that that look really like cool and stuff. And I was always like a visual artistic person. So I'm like, I, I think I made an album cover. I was under my sunroof and it was raining. And it was like nighttime and there was lightning and I took a picture and I'm like, this would look badass an album cover. So I, I made an album cover and I called it Milk and it was like, it was this album I made called Milk and uh, that's where it all started. So yeah, I, I never intended to be a rapper. It just happened. Um, even before that though, I, I, I was an outcast in school and uh, cause you know, I was like this only emo looking edgy kid at school. Uh, Where'd you go to school at? Him and I. Oh,
1: well, yeah. I
2: went, I went to a bunch of schools, but this was like the one that I was like primarily an outcast at. Yeah. Uh, I met my dude named uh, Josh, and he was kind of like a, an outcast at school, too. So we wouldn't go to, to lunch uh, when it was lunchtime because no one really fucked with us. So we would go to the library, and we are like, yo, what if we like started rapping like on some goofy shit, like on some Odd Future type shit? So we are just like, all right, let's do that. So we made this group called Cool Kids Club. Uh, Cause you know it's ironic because we were not Cool Kids, so we're like, what if we just call ourselves Cool Kids Club? Yeah. And then uh we made like we never dropped it, but we made like a five song EP that where we just talk about SpongeBob and a bunch of sexual shit, like really dumb shit. And eventually, I was just like, I want to, I want to take this a little more serious, you know? I want this to be like an outlet for me. So I, uh, I sucked at rapping at first, and then I got kind of good at it, and then I just kept rolling with it, and now we're here, I guess.
1: Yeah. So it's been a kind of a, <laughs> it's it's. Been a bit of a journey, basically, since you yeah <laughs> really got into it. It's uh, it's I think it's been like oh,
2: about a little over two years or so. Yeah, I'm assuming you take it real serious, huh? I mean, <laughs> uh, there's sometimes you know sometimes uh, it depends what I'm doing. Like sometimes I just want to drop a really stupid song about. Eating ass. Sometimes I just want to drop uh, EP about how I feel. Uh, I, I speak on mental illness a lot, so I'm, I'm very like mental health awareness and uh, suicide prevention. What's the reason behind that? Anything specific? Uh, I I've always had anxiety my whole life, and uh, I've I deal with like off and on depressions. I, I've gotten hospitalized, and I have uh, I live with suicidal ideation. So I always have suicidal thoughts coursing through my brain, and I kind of use the
1: music as an outlet for that. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mental health is, uh, that's, I feel like that controls a lot of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like it's, it's your brain, your brain yeah. interacts with every part, of every nerve, every muscle of your body. I
2: you mean, know? it's I crazy though, like, dude, like you, you, you know, me having that in my brain, it's like I get to create tangible things out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like one moment I'm just like depressed, like laying on my couch, like having showered for like days or something. And then I create like a song or something that I can perform live and like a crap load of people know the words and stuff like that. It's like, Holy crap. Like even though it sucks that I live with this kind of shit, I can utilize this to, to help me artistically. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to just sit with it. I can create shit out of it, like tangible things and put together shows and stuff like that. So it's definitely like a, like
1: a bigger coping mechanism.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. The music, um, the music is like great. It's also like fun. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, I would do poetry before I did music, and poetry's cool, it's therapeutic, but, like, the music thing is so much fun because, like, I don't always want to read my t- material and have, like, people in the crowd, like, like feel sad or whatever. You know what I mean? Sometimes I want to make a, a song that's hype that's actually a sad song, but it sounds hype, so then I can get a, a, a room going hype with me. Kind of like a, a way of saying, like, fuck depression or whatever.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you do poetry as well, right? It's really not just music. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I, I draw i uh make music, I make poetry i um have a youtube channel, I have a podcast. I do a little bit of everything.
1: just all things that make you feel good or is there oh, like man. or if like there's like top three like what would you pick? <laughs> oh uh easily one would be rap, two would be poetry, and three would be uh drawing, yeah, so really all forms of art almost yeah basically. well, I guess everything essentially is an art, yeah of doing something like. How there's like a science behind everything. I also feel like there's an art behind everything. Yeah, creation, man. You know, like the science is like the way that it works. Mm -hmm. And then the art is making it happen. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would consider podcasting art, but that's just on me. But I've heard people, like, tell me otherwise. I mean, you're creating I it. just do this as, like, a hobby.
2: Yeah. But I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's all perception, too. You know what I mean? Like, what, what might not be art to you can be art to somebody else. It's, uh, Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all consumption. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're consuming uh, art or whatever. Uh, but there's an uh, there's a deep-rooted appreciation for it. You know what I mean? Um, it's like I said, just, like, thoughts that course through your head and creating something tangible out of it. It's kind of crazy. You know, like, uh, say, like, Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. Like, this was just something I had in my head. Had I never let it see in the light of day, we've never. I wouldn't even be on this podcast right now, probably. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it's it's definitely cool to see that something I created out of my head can come to life into fruition. You would never think, you know what I mean? Unless you, like, just didn't go for it. That's,
0: good. That's very powerful insight. <laughs> yeah,
1: you. that is. Wow. Um, I don't think I've ever seen you perform at <laughs> Paul Henry's, honestly. Probably not. Uh, I think when you came in was when I, like, stopped performing for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. I've only been there twice. Was it twice? Yeah, right, two times.
2: Tweese, yeah. Tweese. <laughs> I, I think Eminem rapped tweese once in a song. i <laughs> not
1: sure. <laughs> That's actually a pretty cool word. <laughs> tweese. <laughs> um... I've seen uh, Aristotle, I'm, I'm pretty sure. You oh. know him, Aristotle in the Closets. The Closets. Yeah, the, the legendary closets. closets. You know what? Yeah, I, I, I actually <laughs> forgot that you have like an affiliation with them. Oh, yeah. Didn't you get pardoned by like Rad like in a video uh, that you,
2: came out? I, um, we're making uh, a mockumentary uh, where it started off with us just going to fucking public places like the gas station and Family Dollar and all these different places. And yeah. he would just strum his acoustic and uh, I would try to rap songs I already had uh, over it. And we would just do that for fun because, like, it's like you take two outcasts, like, like artistic kids like us in, in a place like Hammond where there's nothing to do but go to a restaurant, or go to Walmart. Like, we're going to find our own forms of having fun. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't contain It's We're these two really wacky and hyper kids, and we need to do something to release our, our shit. And that just so happens to be going to these public places where we play our music and uh, we're not rude about it. You know, if they ask us to leave, we'll leave, but uh, we'll yeah. just see how far we can get with it before it gets to that point. And then, uh, yeah, uh, he came up with the idea of, of making a mockumentary out of it and there's like, it's kind of story based. And like, I think I go to jail at one point cause I'm obsessed with Arizona green tea and I think I steal Arizona green tea. Then uh, I get pardoned or something like that. And I come back, it's, it's this whole like scheme that he has going on. But yeah, uh is a genius. It's one of my
1: best friends. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I seen like a like a briefing of like the video, and I was like, wow. I was like, holy shit, this guy actually has Rad Belgrade in his video. Yeah, he, he, I want to have him as a guest because I mean, he's only like 40 minutes from here. Really? Yeah, he yeah, still yeah. lives in Chicago. He paid him like I think he paid him to
2: do that. Uh, it's kind of it was kind of funny hearing him stumble to try to say my name, Moi Boy Chips
1: Ahoy. Yeah, He was like, Moi Boy Chip Chips Oh Yeah, he was Ahoy? like so uncertain about it. <laughs> Like, I mean, he's an old guy, though, too. I don't know. I don't blame him, though, because it's
2: like (laughs) people mispronounce my name all the time because it's like I have it spelled so weird because like, you know, like my name is Moises, which is M-O-I-S-E-S. And a lot of people think Moy is spelled M-O-I, but it's M-O-Y for some reason. I don't know why. It's just M-O-Y like boy. And then I spell boy B-O-I instead of B-O-Y. 'Cause like in memes when people say boy, like for some reason right, they spell what's it like boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh Chips Ahoy is just me, like, you know, uh the cookie brand or whatever. Just trying to make it right. Those rhyme. are good cookies. Dude, I fear getting sued by Chips Ahoy. <laughs> like You think so? I I hope not. Like I, I you know, if anything, I mean this is never gonna happen, but if I could get sponsored by them, that'd be crazy. That's not gonna happen though. But um, <laughs> I fear getting sued by Chips Ahoy. Um, and if, if that happens, my scapegoat is just being called Moy for short, you know, cause that's still my name, like Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. That's what everyone yeah. knows me by. Um, but hopefully I can keep the name.
1: Uh, that's such a big rap name though. I feel like Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. <laughs> like our next guest, Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. Yeah.
2: It, it, I like something like that. It turns heads. You know what I mean? Like that's what I wanted. I wanted, uh when you're in a place where like all rap names are like young this or little this it's like
1: i just want something that's going to incorporate a part of me yeah and i it. i feel like the names like that are always not to like cut you off but I, I i just feel that that's just like going with like the flow type yeah style music you know
2: yeah I, I mean i i've had plenty of opportunities to change it but i'm a very sentimental person you know what i mean like people have been calling me that for so long. It, I forget that Chips Ahoy is even a cookie brand at one point. You know what I mean? Because it just feels like me. Because, like, even though I'm a very sad person in many aspects because of mental illness, like, I'm also a very goofy and hyper person. So
1: I feel like... Do you y- feel like that helps cope with that thing as well? Like, my hyperness? Or what do you mean? Like, goofy, funniness. Oh, yeah, do you Like, that's... Um, hyperness. I mean, <laughs> I was kind of hyper when I was a kid. But, like, they never diagnosed <laughs> me with anything. I, I actually, like, went to go see, like, a psychiatrist yeah. uh, it? like, like, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they like tried to have like ADD, ADHD, (sighs) autism, like all this shit. And like everything came back fine. Shit. I mean, yeah, I was just goofy. I I was a fat, funny kid in school. Yeah. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm just
2: naturally a goofy, like hyper. kid. Like, uh, if you go on my YouTube channel, um, literally there's so many comedy skits that I put out and there's so many like, but then like on the same hand, you'll see like, there's a bunch of sad videos where I'm reading poetry and stuff like that. Like I have these two sides to me, one of them being like this old sad man or whatever. Um, and the other part, just being this like kid at heart, like super like you know hyper, just making videos and skits about who God knows what, you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah,
1: um, yeah both sides come out at certain moments, uh, and it's 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 definitely a roller coaster, man. Now, was like the music and the art and everything that like you're into was that like always like something <laughs> like outside of high school as well, like uh, middle school, elementary off. school? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've always drawn. Ever since I was little I
2: always wanted to be an artist uh, growing up. That's all I would say I wanted to be. I mean other than being Spider-Man, but obviously Spider-Man's cool. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I like yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, I can't shoot webs out of my out of my hands, so That would be good, like a really cool thing to do though. <laughs> yeah, no. I I think I I, think With, I almost jumped off uh the roof of my home when I was little cuz I thought I was Spider-Man, which was like so stupid and I'm glad I didn't, but yeah, I was like that's how dedicated I was to be a web-slinger, so Unfortunately, that actually is dedication. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not going to happen for obvious reasons.
1: But, yeah, of course. But uh,
2: artist was always, I guess, the second option. And um, I've always created ever since I was little. Like whether it was me redrawing SpongeBob, uh, which would always be eating food for some reason in my drawings because I'm also obsessed with food, um, or I would draw like fucking Broly from Dragon Ball Z, or like you know something. Um, I didn't get into poetry, so like visual art was my first thing, and I actually call it my visual art uh, visual vomit. Um, and going into like maybe seventh or eighth grade, I started, uh, writing and it was like this really edgy, like, you know, uh, emo <laughs> poetry where I would like rhyme like shit with like death or like graves or like graveyard or like, you know, super dark, edgy, like, like trying too hard type stuff, wearing my influences on my sleeve. Uh, and I didn't really get good at it until like freshman year of high school when I joined a poetry club and I entered my first, uh, poetry slam and I learned what spoken word poetry was. <laughs> actually won the the poetry competition and it's been like a drug ever since like i've 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 always had this need to perform and for people to hear what i got to say and stuff like that and i'm like when people started gravitating towards it i'm like i have this i have this power to me you know like this like this like uh this fake superpower where like i'm able to to woo a crowd or not, i'm able to do this or that so i want to i want to use this for good you know what i mean i want i want to promote mental health awareness i want to promote uh, you know, suicide prevention because I've I've been at the bottom of of the barrel and it's not fun. So I just want people to know that there's ways of coping with this. You know what I mean? Like, like the death of life isn't a solution. Like, it, 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 sometimes it just passes it on to people that you love and stuff like that. And like, there's way of ways of getting to really
1: hard situations without having to end your life. You're really deep, dude. <laughs> for twenty, man. I'm, I'm I'm being like honest about that. I'm like. <laughs> Thank you, man. What's the proper word? Baffled? <laughs> baffled. Can I use baffled? Flabbergasted. You can't fathom. You can't <laughs> fathom any of this. Yeah, fathom. Like that's like it's really intense coming from you. Most uh, m- twenty-year-olds talk about like eating ass and like smoking blunts. Oh, trust me, I, I, th- I, <laughs> I, I eat it, but I talk about eating ass. Guns.
2: My fair share. Trust me. No, but it's like I said. Like it's like it's uh, on one side, I'm that old man, and on the other side, I'm uh, I'm that kid at heart. So it's like I have both sides to me. Um, It just depends what situation you put me in. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's just a good situation to make a dumb video. Sometimes it's important to talk about stuff like this,
1: you know? It always is. Yeah. It's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like (laughs) a, uh, like a... An emotional cleanser. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Even though sometimes you won't always cry when you speak or anything like get like emotional like that. You know, you always feel like relieve you on the inside.
2: Oh yeah, dude. I mean, sometimes people get so overwhelmed with their feelings, they feel like they have to cut it off right there. When really they just got to shed their skin. Yeah. You know I mean, you just got to cut off a part of you that's like making you feel that way. Sometimes, whether that's a person or an experience or whatever, and it's sometimes it's not that fast. You know, sometimes you really have to cope through it. Um, but sometimes there's just a bunch of garbage in your life that's that you gotta rummage through, and you just really gotta you gotta let go of the shit. You know what I mean? Like not let go of yourself necessarily, just let go of
1: that extra skin that you don't need. So this is almost like you preach on like it's okay to not be okay.
2: <laughs> oh, most definitely. I, I have a bracelet. Uh, it's hope for the day. Uh, it's okay not to be okay.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I did not see that on you at all this entire time. <laughs> across from you. Yeah, yeah. What are we at like twenty five minutes or something? So, 22 (laughs) minutes, like, in that whole time, like, I didn't think. I I, I did not cross that once. So (laughs) I'm just, like, using that as my defense. Like I didn't use cheat codes uh, (laughs) for this episode by any means. Oh, for sure, man. That's a pretty cool bracelet, though, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I
2: got it. Uh, I was performing at the Green Mill in Chicago, if you know what that is. But it's, like, basically this bar. and uh, I've never heard of it. They do a lot of poetry readings there. I I, I headlined there, which is really funny because I was a 19-year-old at the time. I'm 20 now. I wasn't even old enough to be in there but to think I was headlining it you know yeah. what I mean that's crazy uh I headlined it because I won a poetry competition at Paul Henry's uh, uh it was a poetry slam and I won it it was their first ever poetry slam I I won it which is crazy because they had all these phenomenal like phenomenal poets there uh and I had the pleasure of going to Chicago reading my poetry in front of like uh like a crowded amount of people in a room and it was awesome. You know what I mean? I, I got off stage uh, for a second to get water before I continued my set and I went a guy just handed me this bracelet and I knew of hope for the day before and I was in in that moment I'm like, I'm never taking this off
1: my wrist. That's what that's called? Hope for the day? Hope for the day, yeah. And it's the same thing, hope for the day, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. So wait, so what does hope for the day mean? Is that like like quote of the day, but it's hope for the day. Just, hope you just for constantly the day. look at that. Uh, well, they they. It, uh, I know, like mental illness, like that. That doesn't. It's not something that goes away by you know. Yeah, yeah. Night.
2: It's just it's just half hope. You know that, that's that's what they promote. It's okay not to be okay, or they say half hope, hope for the day. Uh, it's yeah, no,
1: yeah, half hope, hope for the day. Have hope, hope for the day. Oh, have hope. I yeah. think yeah. they said half hope. No, <laughs> have hope. Yeah, have hope. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just you, need half. Of you it, just need man. half of the hope. Just a little bit of it, a little nibble of it. I feel like any little bit of hope always gets somebody through, though. Oh yeah, man. I know, absolutely. One percent of hope. Yeah, thumbs up for that. <laughs> like it'll make it, make you go through and get through everything. Okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's you know, it it truly is okay <laughs> not to be okay. You know, and I feel, that's I, what I would think of it. Yeah, and it's uh, a lot of people. You know, I feel like a lot of people are in denial about it. You know, I feel like everybody honestly has a mental illness of some sort. Yeah, so do I. I feel everyone. I don't think there's. Look, at, we talk about like insanity and just being like a sane person functioning with society. I feel like nobody is a sane person. Yeah. No, especially in the world we live in. Like, yeah. No way. We all have something that, whether it could be something that triggers us really quick yeah. or saying, oh, eh, we're not triggered, there's always something that. Yeah. I mean, because like your brain controls all of you. And even as individuals, I mean, in our physical bodies, we get fevers, we get flus, we get colds. Yeah. Um, you got to forbid, you know, like crazier diseases later on, stuff like that. Like the brain's the same way. Yeah, dude. Your brain's I mean- going can, can, to succumb to some sort of illness. Yeah. I mean, whether I, it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether if it's just always downgrading yourself, like I feel like that's not really like actual depression, but just people mm-hmm. just talking to themselves. Yeah. I mean, harming yourself. Anything. At really. the end of the day, we're all human. Narcissism yeah. is a fucking mental illness.
2: Like we all, g- we're all going to experience like something at some point, whether yeah. it's something as severe as depression or just sadness or just whatever. I mean, even grief, you know, I feel like we all lose somebody at one point or another.
1: Yeah. You no, know, and that's everybody gonna, does. It's going to happen. I mean, and, tomorrow's
2: it, never promised. Yeah. It's inevitable. Right. So it's like, That's the thing. Like, I feel like people need to stop telling themselves that they're okay when they're not. You know, it's I'm not saying like, say you're not okay, and then just sit with this sadness and like do nothing about it. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. But like rather like acknowledge it and then move forward from it. Find ways to move forward from it. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll live with it forever for all you know. You never know. You know, mental illness is unpredictable. But there's ways of coping with this kind of shit. You know, I there was points where I would just sit on the couch and let it consume me. Like that, I, that was when I was my most suicidal. That was when I, when I, you know, I just wanted to be gone. I didn't, I wanted to not exist. And what did I do? I made art, you know? And it's like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm good 24 seven, but it's, of, of s- course, I'm still here. Are. Yeah. yeah. I'm still here. You know what I mean? And I couldn't, I can't honestly say I'd be here if it wasn't for the rap thing or the poetry thing or anything. So it's like, there's, there's ways of coping with the stuff,
1: whether it's art, sports, whatever you're into, just, just pursue it, you know? There's something that's always going to take your mind off of it. Absolutely. And even though it doesn't really go away in itself, that you have a better way of managing. Yeah. Through it. Yeah. yeah. What did Tupac say? If you can make it through the night, it's a brighter day. Yeah. Isn't that what he said? I'm not sure, but that's I think he did say that.
0: We need to change the way we live, the way we eat. <laughs> <laughs> and the way we smell. The way we, we, the way we
2: treat each other. I mean, like, even trying something new. You know what I mean? Like I remember there was a summer where... I uh, I just was, like I said, like bottom of the barrel type type crap. Like I think I had just gotten out of a relationship. I, I already felt lost in life. I had so much going on and building up. And it was like there's like so much simple shit that I feel like people don't appreciate. Like I fell in love, as cliche as it might sound, I, I fell in love with like flowers and shit like that, nature. Uh, this was something that I never appreciated before. But I remember just going to like Pulaski Park with my friend repeatedly because he lived close to there. And I remember just seeing the beautiful flowers and the trees and we started doing like amateur photography and stuff like that. I always wanted to try photography, but I never tried it. And then I fell in love with flowers and nature and I went into my mom's garden one day and it was like it was like I was in heaven. You know what I mean? Like this thing that's always been in my backyard that I've never appreciated. And now I have this new perspective and I go into it and I'm in literal heaven. You know what I mean? Have you ever done mushrooms? No. (laughs) Oh, Mushrooms in nature is like really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. So yeah, just try something new. You know, that summer I got into photography and uh, and preserving uh, flowers in glass jars and uh, gave me a new perspective.
1: Preserving flowers in glass jars. I've actually never heard of that. Really? Yeah. Does it actually stay like preserved? uh, I don't think I do it professionally, but you just dry them out.
2: And then after that, you uh, place them in the jar the way you want. I think you can, like, spray them, too, like, so that they'll, like, stay content and shit like that.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's fucking cool. <laughs> That's, yeah. Or, like, picking them fresh and, like, spraying them with, like, yeah, well, your spray paint? I think you got to, like, let them dry first. Because, like, if you put them in the jar while they're um
2: while they're uh, not dry, like, I think they'll get, like, uh, mold on them and shit like that.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, because yeah. the moisture inside of them. I went through trial and error, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. So you can just like take any flower, dry it out. Yeah. How, how do you even dry out a flower? Like that's like weird. I I just like see them like dead.
2: I, I, I <laughs> uh I uh tape them on on something and I just let them like uh you know like straight down or whatever so that the flower
1: head doesn't like drape or whatever. Yeah. That works? Yeah. For me it has, yeah. You just put it in a jar <laughs> and it stays like well preserved. Yeah, I'm a wizard man. I can make anything. You're out. a wizard, why is this? What the fuck is that movie? Harry Potter. <laughs> Potter Harry Potter. Um, we're going to take a commercial break really quick. We're going to be back with more uh, Hash Time. Right. Commercial break. Can we take a commercial break? I need nicotine. That's it.
0: <laughs> hey, this is Larry, and you're listening to Hash Time with Mike Escamilla, a man who knows how to put the lotion in the basket. Nope. Clap. Snap.
1: <laughs> Crackle. <laughs> Pop. There we go. That works, right? <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop. Yep. Snap, crackle, the whole, uh, the whole fucking second <laughs> intro of this. Everyone, we are back once again. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Hash Time. I'm your host, Mike Escamilla, with our guest today, Moises Pulido. <laughs> or Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. Or more Boy. More, more Boy? Moy Boy
2: Chips Ahoy. That's like a tongue twister. Yeah, Little Pistol Grip, Young Butter Knife, whatever you want to call me. Little Pistol Grip, <laughs> Young Butter Knife, Cookie Boy. <laughs> Cookie Boy, Chocolate Chip How many rap names do you have, dude? I have so many aliases. So I have a list.
1: Are those legal names? Yeah, I don't right. know, but I use them. Mike has a list
0: too. Telling
1: me I got a list too. I got like Fat Road Dog. <laughs> uh, what are some of the other ones? Cheese Hood, Shark Goblin. There we go. Um, yeah, Turkish Lil Wayne. Oh, <laughs> Creamy Almond. There we go, man. You're set. <laughs> <sad. laughs> Let There's, him borrow one of your rap names, man. He uh, gives wow. them to me. Those
2: are all gold. Yep. Earl
1: gray Earl Grey, black. black, yep <laughs> The fucking tea.
2: Dude, you have a Grammy in no time.
1: Hell yeah. Look at me split, do. man. Hell yeah, that's what I that's what I need in my life. I need a nice good fucking Grammy. Set me straight. So I forget what we were at on topics, but we did talk about something on break. Yeah, we're talking about uh W mm-hmm. W F slash WWE. Yeah. There we go. The best of the best. Best man.
2: Yeah. Uh f- <sighs> for me, best of the best. So are you asking or are you just saying?
1: Yeah, because you had asked me a question yeah. about what my favorite wrestler was, but I want to hear your answer first. Oh,
2: man. Okay. Um, well, I started watching wrestling like early 2000s, but you know, I watched some of the older, older matches on YouTube and stuff like that. My favorite wrestler is Mick Foley, specifically Mankind era of Mick Foley, you know, rock and sock, you know? Whatever. Hell Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or a bad connection. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, who doesn't love Austin? I mean, Austin's a badass through and through. Uh, If we're talking, like, slightly more modern, uh, I really liked Punk before he left. CM Punk. CM Punk, when he was dropping uh, uh, pipe bombs and stuff like that, when he was, like, before he left, and he had, like, the world in the palm of his hands.
1: Oh, yeah, that was was pretty cool, CM Punk.
2: Yeah. And then... um, because I always liked CM Punk before, but you know he was never in top-notch matches or anything like that. Yeah. He was just kind of like a mid-carder or whatever. Um, now, I only watch it for Bray Wyatt or The Fiend or whatever. You know, super creepy, uh, demonic-looking character. Um, which is like, it's cool that he's on top now because I feel like the, uh, Bray Wyatt has always been a really good wrestler. And uh, he follows his gimmick through and through so well, but they would keep making him lose over and over again. But now that he has this new gimmick, it's like... He's been reincarnated
1: and like they're actually utilizing him well and stuff like that. Yeah, so you haven't paid much attention to it that way. <laughs> you said what? I said I haven't paid much of like yeah, much attention to like the modern wrestling. I don't blame you, man. And like it's, how they are now.
2: Yeah, it's it's, <clears> it's <throat>
1: honestly gone downhill.
2: It's gotten pretty predictable. But like he's just like one of the only characters that really uh, sparks that joy
1: for me nowadays. I think the last good wrestling I watched was WrestleMania 22.
2: Wait, what? Who was uh who's fighting?
1: Uh, who that against one was John Cena versus, I think, Edge.
2: Oh, wait, wait, was it the, I don't know if this was WrestleMania, but was it that one ladder match where he, like, where he, like, uh, attitude adjusted him into two tables, or was that a different thing?
1: That might have been a different thing. Okay.
2: what well, Who was against The Undertaker that year?
1: I can't remember. Okay. I just remember it was in Chicago, and John Cena came out with, like, a machine gun <laughs> with blanks in it, and he went... You fucking shattered up in the air and shit. Oh shit! Yeah, inside I, of whatever. I think they're at like the United Center or something. Dude, I used to. <clears> the <throat> the Allstate Arena.
2: I used to be a huge Cena fan. You know, like uh, Thugonomics, word, Yeah uh, word life. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah, that's like that. That was cool, John Cena.
2: Yeah, he came out his first match against Kurt Angle, almost beat him, like almost beat
1: him, but he didn't. It was a good match though. Almost beat him. Always. Kurt Angle was a really good wrestler though He was a really technical guy Yeah I, I, I And especially, he was like a real gold medalist Like he like knows yeah. his He knows his way around the human body Yeah No definitely
2: I mean I, I also liked uh, the cheesy skits They would put Kurt Angle in sometimes Like uh, I think Some girl was trying to seduce him into the back And then he goes into the back room And it was actually Big Show's wife showering And then like Big Show's like trying to kill him Or some shit <laughs> So much crazy <laughs> shit you know? yeah.
1: um, Eddie versus Rey Mysterio uh, the custody of Dominic match. <laughs> wrestling was bizarre with that, dude. Yeah. Like we're gonna fight, you know, in a fucking ladder match for custody of this kid. Dude, do you know how many uh times Why can't we settle that like in real life? <laughs> because you can make it's profitable. Is that appropriate? Like can we like settle like real life disputes like that? In in wrestling like custody battles, like uh, in real life. In culture. I mean as as long as I believe that. <laughs> long, why do I believe that?
2: As long as Vince McMahon has his hands on it and it's profitable, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Um, I mean, dude, uh, moving on a little bit on wrestling, but do you remember how many times Randy Orton killed the Undertaker, or killed the
1: Undertaker? Unfortunately.
2: Yeah, and then Undertaker just came back and back and back. <laughs> he and comes back like every like two months. Yeah. And then like, in the, I think it was hell in a cell where they really settled it and Undertaker
1: like kicked his ass and stuff. Yeah. Undertaker was a good wrestler. Yeah. He still is. I mean, he's just old, man. They're all older. Yeah. Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, like they're all like their fifties. Yeah, past that, you know, even. Oh, dude, I uh, DX was my shit. Which DX? Old D- DX D- generation. I like, like the DX was when it was like would... rebought back with Triple H and. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: I liked when they went against Spirit Squad. Oh yeah, that yeah. was actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, when they just had those continuous matches with Spirit Squad and like against Vince and
1: Shane and shit. And, yeah, the Vince and Shane yeah. tag team match <laughs> the against DX was yeah. good. <laughs> See, I liked DX when it was like X-Pac and Mm -hmm. Road Dog and Badass Billy Gunn and Triple H. Like, that was pretty cool. And then, like, out of nowhere, like, Triple H became, like, real um, heel-ish. Yeah. Sort of, especially with, like, the the introduction of his, like, little stable he had. What the hell was that? Batista, Ric Flair. Oh, Evolution. Evolution. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was pretty cool, too, but it's, like, yeah, mm. DX is where it was at though. Yeah, man. DX is like always where it was at. Yeah. or the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys will always be my favorite tag team.
2: I don't remember the Dudley Boys that much. I, I do. What? I do know the Dudley Boys because yeah. they're they're always bringing them back sometimes for matches. But like I, I I I guess I didn't pay attention to
1: Dudley Boys as much when I was younger. They're pretty crazy. Yeah, they were always slamming somebody through a table and somebody was getting fucked up. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like lighting shit on fire in like ECW matches. Yeah. Oh dude, ECW was a fucking bizarre fucking wrestling back in the day. Yeah, RVD, RVD, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, yeah. um the FBI which has uh, the full-blooded Italians. Dude, I've always
2: liked Paul Heyman. Even when he gets on my nerves and I just want to stream. He's just a loudmouth. He's just yeah. a loudmouth East Coaster. But he I,
1: I like him cuz he always says what he wants to say. He doesn't give a shit, you know. That is true. Always, I'll give him that. He was okay. always just kind of just like talking his own shit. Yeah. Um but yeah, Dudley Boy as well has always been my favorite tag team, I think. <clears throat> Ooh, favorite tag team. Um but my favorite like wrestler as an individual is gonna be Chris Benoit. Oh man. Chris Big
2: Doinks. Chris Big Doinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tragedy what happened, man.
1: Yeah, it is. Tragedy. It is pretty wild, like everything he like did, but like I always look past that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I was saying, like, there's nobody that's, like, sane in this planet. Like, out of all people, Chris, Benoit, yeah, like... Yeah, definitely. I mean... I, I, I've read, like, conspiracies about it. Didn't they say that, like, it might have been a cause of too
2: many chair shots or something like that? Yeah. Like, like to the head? I think that's why they, um whenever they do, they don't do chair shots as much anymore, but whenever they do do uh, chair shots and they get it on camera, they have to, like, pause the camera for a second so you don't see the shot, and then it goes back into the match. Yeah, they don't let you see the chair shots anymore, and they very rarely do it anymore. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: AEW, I think, probably does shit like that. Dude, AEW is like... It's like it's like attitude era wrestling. Yeah, in modern I, times. I personally, I would rather watch AEW over modern WWE. now. You know,
2: yeah, because it's just they're just I just feel like it's so new and they're just really uh, experimenting with everything and it's it's not as formulaic as WWE is now.
1: There's a lot of familiar names in AEW. Yeah, Chris Jericho. Yeah, uh,
2: I, I he's a little bit newer, but like John Moxley or uh, Dean Ambrose was his uh, old name. Uh, who else? Cody got? Rhodes? Yeah, Cody Rhodes. Uh, he, he pretty much was like a mid Carter all throughout WWE, and now he's like top-notch. Yeah, yeah, he's like way up there in his thing. Isn't he like the founder of AEW, too? He pre- might be. I'm pretty sure. And then he's got his brother Goldust in there and stuff like that. I don't know what he goes by now, but Goldust, yeah.
1: Wow. I don't know if Goldust was in that. Goldust yeah. was always a weird wrestler.
2: Yeah, dude. No, but he, him and Cody Rhodes had a match on AEW, and it was like, like notch. they fought each other. Yeah, it was bloody. It's I don't know the context of the story, but it was bloody.
1: Like it was crazy. That is pretty cool. Yeah, they actually fought like that. Cause wasn't wasn't Cody Rhodes at one point during like <laughs> his time with WWE? Like wasn't he like a tag team with Gold Dust? I don't remember. I just remember he I mean, was. He always- would like kind of dress like him. I oh Yeah. yeah the, like similar. He outfits was Stardust.
2: Stardust. Yeah. Stardust. Yeah. This was a little after a while. I forgot about that. Cause I think I stopped watching WWE completely at this point. And, um, but I do remember before that his gimmick was like, he was like this pretty boy that would always like do his nails and look perfect. Or Cody Rhodes at least. And, uh, yeah. And I think at one point he even wore like this clear mask because somebody tried attacking his pretty face or whatever he wanted
1: to call it. I don't know, it was weird, but. And then he got with Randy Orton and uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, yeah. I which are also, too, you know, like sons of wrestlers. Dude, Randy Orton would piss me the fuck off back in the day. He was so evil. Dude. You know who actually still pisses me off? Like in like in today's time? Because I'll just like catch clips of it online is Brock Lesnar. Oh, dude, I, he's an ass. The thing is, like,
2: <laughs> he's like. He can overpower anybody easily. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. He's like 6'4", 6'5". Yeah, I think at one point, like uh, recently they tried putting him against Rey Mysterio and realistically Brock Lesnar would handicap Rey Mysterio easily if he wanted to. So I'm just like, I I just can't fathom. And it's like they make him so overpowered storyline-wise too and everything. And it's like, they I always do. It was like yeah. Batista. Yeah, and they're always
1: putting the title on him, and it's all, it's impossible to get it off him. And yeah, it's just see that's why it gets like boring after a while. Yeah, like they're just sticking to this guy because he just wants a lot of money, and he brings in a lot of money, and he has a big fan base.
2: Yeah, and it got to a point where um, it got to a point where basically he would only be there for main events, but he wouldn't be there throughout like the weeks or anything. So he'd only be a main eventer, and you'd never see him, and the title would always be gone, and it just got boring and bland after a while. That's stupid. Yeah. I think AEW is where it's at now. Dude, A- yeah, I, I don't watch it because I don't have like I don't have access to watching it, but whenever I watch matches from it, it's always it's always awesome.
1: There's probably somebody on like the days that like they're open and they uh, they're like streaming it, you know, on Facebook Live or yeah. yeah. YouTube Live or something like that, just streaming it offline. For sure. Which is like pretty cool. But uh yeah, we ventured off, but uh <laughs> I guess you got some music for us. Yeah, I will attempt to do the raps, the the the, yeah, rhyming. Do the, ma- the rap music, the rhymes, the, I don't like them kids and that damn rap music, dude, them hat, kids and rap music, you'll never
2: catch me dead, you won't catch me dead, to making, is that the saying, I don't know, you'll never catch me rapping,
1: dude, what about cash you outside, <laughs> maybe, does that happen, <laughs>
2: maybe, I'm a pacifist, but maybe,
1: pacifist. Isn't uh, the Cashmere Outside Girl? She's a rapper now. She is not a pacifist. Yeah, she's not a pacifist. But no. you're, a,
2: but you're a, pacifist. I'm a pacifist. I wouldn't want to be in a scrap with her though. Why?
1: Cause, dude, she she probably like bites people. <laughs> I would I wouldn't be surprised. Like bites you on like your arm or something, or like <laughs> scratches you like your face. I think she goes by like Bad Baby now or something like that. Oh yeah, that's the problem with like our society. We make <laughs> stupid people famous. Dude, I think it, it all originated from Doctor Phil, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mind watching shit from Doctor Phil, but sometimes he just like makes like like the wrong people get publicity from him. Dude, I imagine if like a lot I of I feel like, like that, that contributes to our society. Not yeah, catch up, but I feel like that contributes to like kids being rebellious because like they see that and they idolize it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's like a different there's like different ways of being rebellious, though. You know,
2: like say like the punk movement, for example. I yeah feel like, I feel like that's being rebellious sometimes in a constructive way, but I feel like nowadays it's just like, oh, I have to do something out of the norm so I can get clout and I can do stupid shit with all my internet fame and stuff like that. What is clout Clout is I've in, heard the term literally internet fame so really yeah yeah clout clout or uh yeah so if, internet fame. if you rate me by how much clout coins I have,
1: I have very few because I'm only known locally. Yeah. I don't even know what clout coins are. It's just the way of saying is that a, a cryptocurrency or whatever them <laughs> kids call it? It's just uh, internet. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a dumb way of saying you have internet fame. All right, so what kind of songs are you going to do for us? <laughs>
2: uh, the first one is called Tired Eyes Never Forget, which is the intro to the new album I'm working on uh, called Art Bum. Um, the second song is also off of Art Bum. It's called uh, You Are No Friend of Mine. And the third song is off of a, an older project called Skeletons Want Me Dead Part 2. And it's called uh, a and biting, so like the two the first two are a little slower, and the last one is like a hype
1: song, okay, Leo, can we go ahead and get that uh get that set, <laughs> get our other camera guy to maybe start angling the camera in a little bit <clears throat> when we start getting ready for some live music That's right, one, two, three, four, clap. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the music from Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. Enjoy. Hello? <laughs>
0: Let me tell you what it's like to be at a loss of words. I made a friend out of obese and now he feeds on living bodies. It's obsession at its best, manipulation at its core. Guess I'll stand on all four limbs cause I'm acting like a fucking animal. The word fuck is to represent fucking. When I fuck too many times, I grow attached and last is something that is pretty. A pretty stupid, maybe scattered brain. I say I love you when I mean it. I say I love you when I don't. I say I love you when it seems the most convenient. Conveniently it's pretty easy see I'm a villain with a cloak, a boy was made into a joke too many times And now I'd rather die than let another get close See I've been here before, a girl will meet a boy And a girl will love a boy very much until she doesn't Then boy will be a glutton for destruction Till her drink or two just turns into a dozen Humanity will come and only come the main discussion My discussing human beings just makes me want to vomit Cause I have caught and mouth through something Cause the words won't come out I'm too polite sometimes they say They say I'm really really sweet Until I'm not then they can give a fuck less Just an artist who is starving for the love He'll never get introduction to the end So come one and come all the I'm always inevitable death An art bum who can't afford a decent microphone I am no profit just a bitch who's always Crying out in public Catch me, catch me when I'm falling Fall with me down this bottomless pit So lonely won't consume my bones and make them Rattle in this battle with depression at least you want to keep me company Die with me, soon you surely die with me Guess I'm selfish but I'm human and i run that excuse dry Too many times I used a person as my own personal storage I won't forgive myself again my dearest friend This is the end, the guilt is messing with my head Made its way down to my heart Made a out full of memories And now it's weighing heavy I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry Oh God I'm really sorry This is my fault, I am the blame So leave my body in a ditch and leave me to rot with all my fame Death awaits with cold hands and no remorse I was born a virgin, baptized in muddy water A shameful excuse of a son to my mother and my father My name is Moy and I am the worst person you will probably ever meet I am death and I am grief I am guilt and I am shame I am no one and I am certainly
2: not worth your time, so just forget my name.
0: Dilo Beats.
2: That was uh, a Tired Eyes Never Forget. Thank you.
0: Love is root, it's what it's worth, it's worth depends on how you use it For what it's worth, I think what hurts the most is I still smell your perfume on my shirt I'd probably kill myself in spite of you Then I wouldn't live inside a house that brings you solitude Sorry dude, I didn't mean I hurt you, fuck your sad excuse Salivated all the ways I opened wounds to get to you If I was there in 92, I'd do what 90 babies do And kill myself in 94, Gun and body on the floor that exploded head and skull. headed into limbo Cause my life was fucking unresolved tribulations I running my fucking pages patiently I'm fucking waiting for the day in which the hate inside my body will dissolve my phone is fucking broken leave a message at the tone no one's home alone is all I've really known so it goes until it does and death is inevitable so it goes until it
2: does
0: i know my death is at a faster rate after all ideation swims under my skin and leases piss inside the pool what can i say besides i'm leaving this fucking place my note will say fuck the world people Care when it's too late bury my body under your house the flesh and bones to bone to bone my skeleton will make itself at home and let its spirit go up to the surface of you residing, haunt your dreams throughout the night how does it feel to be the butt of the joke a living monochrome you made me out to be a scoundrel take the flowers and let them die that's what you did to me too many times but not this time i'm cocking back a rifle spitting spiteful intimacies. you want to return burn the receipt if you rock rot. picked you from the root no fruit will blossom out of you you are no friend of mine too many times I tried despite my spite I wish you nothing but the best I just explode sometimes and make a mess like spider webs inside the homes of old men that are waiting death in a false heaven that will swallow them Oblivion oblivion I'm sure I'll fuck it up again oblivion oblivion I'm sure I'll fuck it up again oblivion oblivion I'm sure I'll fuck it up again oblivion oblivion I'm sure I'll fuck it up again Oblivion oblivion I'm sure I'll fuck it up again I'll put a knife in my skull until I'm feeling dull and stupid Can twist the blade inside my brain to make me mumble pretty music Am my pleasant when I'm hurting? Guess i hurt for your amusement Love is root, that's what it's worth, it's worth it depends on how you use it For what it's worth, I think what hurts the most is I still smell your perfume on my shirt I'd probably kill myself in spite of you Then I wouldn't live inside a house that brings me solitude Sorry dude, I didn't mean to hurt you, fuck your shit excuse Salivated all the ways I opened wounds to get to you if I was there in 92, I'd do with 90 babies, do and kill myself in 94 Gun and body on the floor, that exploded head and skull Headed into limbo, cause my life was fucking unresolved Trials and tribulations, I am running my fucking patience Patiently I'm fucking waiting for the day in which the hate inside my body will dissolve My phone is fucking broken, leave a message at the tone No one's home, alone is all I've really known So it goes until it does and death is inevitable So it goes until it does and death is inevitable.
2: So it goes until it does and death is inevitable. You are no friend of mine. Art Bomb coming out soon.
1: fucking biting <laughs> skeletons Take part back. 2 <laughs> what
0: the fuck bad motherfucking singing that I can't rap bad straight rapping on my beats we're an all black outcast taking on my feelings for a soundtrack skeleton soundtrack, drag no black man terrorized rappers the ripper snapper carries daggers inside of his backpack see they want more to rap fast the feelings and lyrics I feel like a dog that is beating I'm barking and biting a demon mistreated A genius Jesus peace tearing you up into pieces I'm cleaning my closet of all of these skeletons Reeling air in my lungs are depleting From all of the rats that I'm spitting Oxygen who? Oxygen where? Oxygen leaving you better beware whispering vomit and stalking the empress and audience fuck you up hotter than syphilis Rob you of all of your innocence Now you are feeling oblivious to the oblivion Timid and rigid and frigid Moï, boy the dominant, prominent prophet, a demon misleading the peasants the fuck, bad motherfuckin' singing that I can't rap, bad Trap Rappin' on my bitch wearing all black can second on my feelings for a soundtrack, skeleton soundtrack, grabbing the back Cherry rappers, no ripper, snapper, carry daggers inside of his backpack See, they want moy to rap fast Skeletons part 2 is the anthem, I'm still bitch, then make it be a ransom Cookie boy cutting the cookie dough chips, so I see me hot. I am a bro rookie was more? He's the king of delusional oh boy, which to the boy, which to the boy, to the chips hoy, oh the rapper that nobody wanted to see, skeletons 1 to the 2 to the 3C They want more to be bad, they want more to rap fast, they want more to be sad Fuck all you bitches you think this a gimmick, I'm living it, spilling it, gripping it, grabbing and stacks in a this earth Just terrorize bitches that question my person for happiness Bark boy, be bad boy. Get on these tabloids. They only love you when you rap fast. So give them what they paid for. Rap fast, boy. Rap fast. Bark boy, be bad boy. Get on these tabloids. They only love you when you rap fast. So give them what they paid for. Rap fast, boy. Rap fast. Rap fast, boy. Rap fast. Fuck you all and kiss my ass. Most of you are half-ass. Rap fast, boy. Rap fast. Fuck you all and kiss my ass. Most of you are half-ass. I'm still wearing all black. Got plenty more still to unpack ditch have a heart attack Oh, still bloom gets a gold plaque and my album milk makes a comeback i'm fucking dumb, get the fuck back bitch <laughs> Thanks, <guys. laughs>
2: oh,
1: oh shit. shit we're we're back oh man uh, oh, I I didn't know we were back. We're just getting groovy. Holy shit! Sorry, I was playing with my. <laughs> no, I mean I was inter- Batman. Adam <laughs> West, Batman and Caesar Romero, Joker. I was entertained. Awesome. I'm glad you like that. <laughs> I feel like is the mic on? Okay, yeah, mic is on. Huh, <laughs> that was super weird. I didn't really have uh, much to go with. I didn't like hear it for a second. I think I was like talking like right here, from my name tag. I- you were just too caught up focusing on the on the action figures. Me too. They're cool toys. They right? are cool they're toys. They're toys, not action figures. Oh, they're toys. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, we are back with, the, uh, with some more hash time with, once again, our guest, Moy Boy Chips Ahoy. Moy Boy, fucking Chips Ahoy, Doodle Bob on the Mohoy Manoy. You already know. You know what? I actually had an idea to say that to you. Really? That's uh, actually in a song Mahoy of mine. The Mohoi
2: Manoi. Yeah, that's in a song of mine. I made a SpongeBob
1: rap and that. I rhymed those in there. How come I cannot hear myself that well with this? Leo, am I fully on? Your, you have control of your headset. oh oh there we go it's way better so that was a uh, that was a pretty good performance you gave us man thank you yeah. that's all like original stuff you wrote that wasn't like a cover song from like no. Kiss or something oh, okay. <laughs> of course it's Kiss
2: there was it's some, definitely a Kiss cover yeah. song there was an Aerosmith one in there somewhere yeah no. Could have sworn i found some shaggy in there too <laughs> no the only thing is uh, i do i do write the lyrics and uh the flows and everything i just don't produce the beats as all well. where
1: do you get your beats from uh free site beats free site beats free free type beats free type yeah. tight 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 sure tight or type type t-y-p-e oh free type beats yeah on youtube and just download them off there Or does have like a link And you gotta pay them for that
2: No I mean you uh, They're like free to use As long as you use them Like for non-profit things So I can like put them on YouTube And stuff like that But I can't like you, I can't like get money off of them Off of Spotify And stuff like that
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but you can still record with that And put it on Spotify Yeah They just won't pay you for it Well I th- I'm, I'm
2: not sure I haven't checked the rules Or anything like that But yeah That's uh, I'm currently doing free
1: type beats Because I can't I can't make beats myself Unfortunately still in the process of learning. That's understandable. Yeah. Um, we're going to be cutting out in a little bit, but do you have anything that you want to like say to uh, any musicians that are maybe like your age, <laughs> a little bit younger than you that want to get into the same thing? Artists in general, I guess. Mm, well, I mean, I'm still, I guess in the process of figuring it
2: out. Um, but, um, you know, if you're passionate about something, you got to follow it. Right. You know, the whole cliche, yeah, you follow it, man. Like, This life is too uh, soul crushing, you know, soul draining. You know, you can be in a job for like so many years of your life that you hate to try to make ends meet and you want to put like a fucking gun in your head type shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're not happy with what you're doing, find what will make you happy and build that up, you know, build up your own brand, make do what you got to do. Because at the end of the day, you can make ends meet income wise. But if you're like, you know, crushing your own soul, doing all this stuff that you don't love, then like, what are you at that point? You know, you're just a you're just a hollow body doing human functions for shit you don't care about. So it's like, fuck that, like pursue what you love. Sometimes you got to sacrifice a little bit. Sometimes you need a side job to be able to build up your brand, but never lose sight of what you love doing and never
1: stop doing it. I like that. That's actually, like, real, real fucking deep <laughs> for, like, somebody, you know? I mean, like, that's kind of like how I did with this, you know? We we just made, like, a full-on focus. Uh, Leo and I have both made, you know, our little fair share of sacrifices, even though some days I want to, like, stab him while he's sleeping. I mean... <sighs>
0: It's I don't
1: hostile. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hostile. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But yeah, <laughs> no, I know. We, we took our fair share of sacrifices and decided yeah. to, you know, actually pursue this and make this a thing. For sure. I like it though. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe I was meant to do this. I mean, dude. Some days. <laughs> but you're, you're passionate about it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I definitely, I mean, it's something that I wouldn't. Uh, I think, I I think uh, I f- I forget how long ago we had that like discussion. We got something like on B-roll a while back, and it was like three months ago. We couldn't really picture this. Yeah. Not even three months ago. Five months ago now? Strong since October. <laughs> it's, it's like
2: I said, man, it's the whole tangible thing. You had an idea, you know, you you went with it. You have this this whole little setup going on here. You know, you, you pr- you've you probably met a lot of cool people through this podcast thing. Oh,
1: I love it. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of badass people.
2: Yeah, and it's like, say, like, you know, even if, say, you know, heaven forbid, right, but say if it doesn't go anywhere, at least you're enjoying it while you're doing it. That's
1: why I do it the most. Yeah. I, I, I don't plan on this thing to kick off one day. I mean, dude, but, like, that's the thing, like,
2: it very well can. You know what I mean? Like, I believe in this. Yeah. You know, I believe in anything anyone tries to do as long as there's passion and heart in it. And even if it doesn't take off, like, I always tell myself, like, this whole Moy Boy Chips Ahoy thing can end tomorrow. It can ultimately crumble. But I will always, always be grateful for all the people I got to meet in the process. You know, some people that I even consider best friends
1: now. It's crazy. That is a good thing, though. Yeah. It's a trip, man. Just to enjoy it the most. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. At- yeah. But, just- um, like... I don't know, man. There's just, there's just something about this that I like enjoy doing yeah. and I've always wanted to do it like since I was a kid and I just never acted on it. Dude. I'm
2: Yeah. That's, those so. are the best <laughs> dreams. You know yeah, what I mean? Like the ones exactly. that you've known, like, you know, cause I know like a lot of people like kids are smarter than people make them out to be like, yeah. you know, and kids ultimately something that kids have that a lot of us don't have is innocence, like still, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, why wouldn't you pursue something that you had in your mind when you were an innocent kid? turn that into reality as an adult. You know what I mean? I feel like we all yeah. have, like, little kids inside of us, and sometimes we got to let them out a little bit sometimes. You know, sometimes we got to show them some love instead of burying them deep down and just killing off any amount
1: of innocence we have left. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's like the nail on the head right there. <laughs> like, my biggest influence when I was a kid, and it's going to sound, like, crazy, but, like, I, I pretty much say, like, every episode is Howard Stern. Yeah. Howard Stern, Mancow, Opie and Anthony. Oh, Mancow. I know Mancow. There was just, like... A lot of those people um, back in the day, you know what? One of my friends is calling and I should actually answer the call and let him speak on. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just going I'll, to, I'll, I'll mess with that later. <laughs> We're not ready because I don't want to like say the wrong things. Yeah, yeah. But um, like those people stood out to me a lot. And just like seeing like, you know, people, especially like Howard Stern, he's like always going to be like my biggest influence. My goal one day is to have him as a guest. Yeah like that would be like the bee's knees for me. Dude, reach high is to have like Howard Stern like on my show. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and sit back and like literally talk to like the guy who like I watched when I was a kid. Dude,
2: literally like anything, like it's cliché and it's stupid, but anything is achievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I some of my favorite rappers that I look up to, you need to pay them to get a feature by them. I don't I want to get to the point of, of notoriety where I can I can um, be almost as big as them where I don't have to pay for a feature. They're just my homies already and we can just hop on a song and make a full album if we wanted to. You know what I mean? Because I I feel like, I don't want to sound cocky, but I am very proud of where I am with, with music. Like, I'm very proud of my ability. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, like, look at me, I'm the shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just more so, I built this up for so long and I got to a point where I can genuinely say I like the stuff I'm making. It's like I'm not going to say i'm I'm the best ever, but I will say I'm the best at the kind of music that I want to listen to. You know, I create the yeah. music that I've always wanted to listen to, and I'm my own biggest fan, and you need to be your own biggest fan before anyone else is your fan. That's what I was for the longest time before anyone even knew what the fuck a Moy boy Chips away was. <laughs> I was my own biggest fan. I believed in what I was making, and now I yeah. have people at my shows singing my lyrics back to me.
1: Now, as your own biggest fan, do you listen to your own music?
2: No, because I don't expect anyone to listen to my music because it's recorded on really shitty quality because <laughs> I haven't gotten studio time. So it's, it's
1: hey, but at least you're doing it, man.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I first started doing it, I would listen to it because to me it was like, whatever, you know, like there's like punk bands that record their music and it looks and it sounds muddy. You know, like I don't I don't care. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I guess like now I I, uh, I want to re-record everything and get it in better quality and stuff.
1: Do you have like a specific location where you record it or is like just like stuff? In Dude, home?
2: I started recording on my shitty as uh, computer mic at home in my basement. And st- to this day, that's still. what you use. Yeah, it's like but it's like one of those things where it's like I don't expect people to listen to the recordings. Like my shit is like uh, more so like a live experience. Like if you want to hear like a good recording, come out
1: to a live show and have fun with me and get sweaty with me. We're going to make your dreams come true today, kid. Hey, Leo, we're going to open up our studio to Moy boy for really? music yeah we're gonna open up our studio today. holy shit this i mean is I, awesome i think the quality is good for music right yeah, it's, really it's
2: any, the, the anything, mic
1: quality is like dude any, i mean like it's professional for like podcasts this shit's expensive anything's gonna be better <laughs> than what i use already trust me so like i'm i'm i you know you guys are cool and uh that would be an honor for me man let's Truly. put him as the as the first rapper on death row records right here in lansing <laughs> illinois and shit Hash time records. Yeah, hash time records. Death row records. Uh, we're the, fourth stringers. <laughs> the what? The fourth stringers. Whatever happened to two guys in the studio? Well, well, there's three. <laughs> oh yeah, there three we go. Two guys in the studio. <laughs> there we go. So that way, I mean, hey, You're man, watching me. it's it, it's not like a big record label or anything, but it's uh, gonna give you good quality and stuff. You I, know what I mean? For me, it's just all about building connections, man.
2: You know, because like that's the thing. Like I I fear being a part of a record label one day if it were to ever happen because a lot of Record labels don't want to see you succeed. They they just look at an individual and they're like, I want to see how many bucks I can make off of that individual.
1: You know? I like seeing people do better. Yeah. I it, like seeing people do better than me. Yeah.
2: And I, I know that especially because, uh, I mean, you might, I don't know how much you see this in yourself, but I see you as an artist and as a constructive person. Ever I appreciate since I that. You. Yeah. So I'm, it's like, it like, actually does mean a lot. Yeah. And it's like, those are the type of people I like surrounding myself with because you know, I don't want to be a product of a label that only sees dollar signs on my head. I want to be if I'm ever on a label or ever working with somebody on recording music, I want it to be people that want to see me succeed and want to see how much emotion I can invoke or how much energy I can invoke and put out into the world. You know, I don't I don't want to be known. as just
1: another uh, rapper statistic that has dollar signs on his head to a label that does not love his bones. Hold on one second. I'm going to take this call, but we're going to put it on speaker and let it play in the thing. OK. Hello. Hello. What up? Caller, are you in? Hello? Hello? Hey, you're on air right now. Nah. Yeah, you're on air. What's up? I'm actually doing a show right now.
0: Do you want to hang out and grab some food, bro?
1: Um, Let me call you here when I'm done. Yeah, all right. You want to give a shout-out to the audience?
0: What up, it's
1: Hilo. What's, What's good, up? it's my boy Chips Ahoy. My boy Chips Ahoy, there we go. <laughs> How you doing, everybody?
2: You already know, I'm sweaty, uh, having a good time, drinking some
1: H2O. Yeah, drinking some good old H2O. <laughs> Spitting that there flow. Catch okay. me as I go. Yeah, uh, let, me, <laughs> let me give you a call after this. I'm happy. All right, bye. How often is that? That is our first caller we've had on air, <laughs> and nothing—not one question on he the had Boy Boy Chips
2: Ahoy episode.
1: <laughs> now there we go. What that an was, honor! That was the first caller, <laughs> the first person we signed to a record label. <laughs> record label and shit. Um, that's right. That was like I don't know. This this episode's <laughs> actually been a pretty cool trip. <laughs> oh crap!
2: I dropped my water. <gasps> Spilled. Sorry about that, guys.
1: I'll clean it with later. Oh man, he got he got the power strip wet. I'm gonna touch all this metal now with my bare hands. You guys must crucify <laughs> me now and give me uh, coronavirus. Give you coronavirus. <laughs> like coronavirus gods. We are. Such germaphobes for the most part. Leo really, and I we wipe down everything every time we have a guest. Like even like the microphone I use is always the same microphone, same headphones. Yeah, I label them <laughs> to be passive aggressive be safe, so people know it's mine. Um, but I I wipe down my own shit
2: because
1: mm. I never know like if I'm recovering from something. I like never get sick for the most part. Yeah, but I don't know like to like myself about like recovering from something or what. So it's like every cough, every little piece of spit. I don't know what its half-life is, but I'm not chancing nothing from getting sick for myself. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, it's what, contagious. You don't know what these people got. Exactly. I don't know what I got. <sighs> Let's never speak of that again. <laughs> but I think we're going to wrap up here. Leo, how are we doing on time? Are we pressed on time before that other people have to come in and do their show? No, we're ask um ask them future shows. Yeah, you, yeah. You got any future shows coming up?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have uh, specific dates just yet. But uh, if you want to follow me over at My Boy Chips Ahoy, which is M O I B O I and then Chips Ahoy uh, on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you'll get updates whenever I'm going to do a new show. I just got done doing a show called The Frowning Sun Concert with my boys Fido Magnolia and Rhett Rhapsody. You guys should check them out. Um, I know Fido Magnolia. Yeah, Fido Magnolia is the guy. He's, so- a, he's a cool person. I'm starting a band with him. Really? Yeah. Is it gonna be like Rage Against the Machine? It's dude, some of it. Uh, it's, That's it, pretty cool. It's just experimental. Like no song on the album is gonna sound the same to each other. Yeah. I'm actually open to checking that. Dude, it's 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 been a trip. We've only had jams, and we have like some songs we're writing up, but it's been a uh, it's been a blast, man.
1: I think amounts. what we'll do for the most part um, is we are gonna like you know put like any like links that you have in like the description if you want cool. to email those to us sure I got like you send them to me like a text message or whatever we'll make sure we get those
2: yeah and so yeah uh, we'll do that and then I got I got a show in June with the closets at Paul Henry's Art Gallery I don't have a specific date but it's in June so look out for that and then I have a show the show at uh, Sip Highland the Frowning Sun concert went so well they want us to sip, play at Sip House in Crown Point now. So, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, then we might set up a show at Tinker's Attic if they want. We're just playing at like local uh, art galleries and stuff like that. So, in like coffee shops.
1: What the hell is Tinker's Attic? I've heard of it, but never checked
2: it out. A, it's a art gallery, I think it's in Highland.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: I've like read poetry there once. It's uh, Susan's pretty cool. She, her, name, her name is Susan. I gotta check that
1: one out. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah, cool We should start hitting these up for like networking purposes. It's a cool little place, man. Um, can I give some shout outs to some people? Give, give all the shout-outs you want, man. All right, so,
2: like, my local boys, uh, The Closets, Rett Rhapsody, Mike Over, Fetal Magnolia, the other half of Cool Kids Club, of the group I'm in, uh, Star of the Covenant, my boy, um, you guys.
1: Hey, thanks for <laughs> giving us a shout-out in the own studio. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I'm going to cheers with water. Hey. This is, like, the second or third guest we had that, like, hasn't really partaked in anything. Jazz, cabbage, alcohol. Trust me, i like, like that. <laughs> that. <I'm>, uh, Which <laughs> we're we're totally fine you with it. You did
2: totally do that. Blow off that stripper's
1: ass, though. Oh, dude. Yeah, I totally we did. We don't speak of this. <laughs> Those these
2: are private matters. Whatever happens on hash time stays on hash time.
1: Yeah, this is like Vegas.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I I have my I have my uh, my fair share of uh, vices. Me and collect calories. You know what I mean. I collect calories from time all day, I, but
1: like I burn calories too.
2: Dude, dude, sometimes, sometimes I'm feeling sad, and then I remember food exists, so I'm happy a little bit.
1: And then I remember calories exist, so I'm sad again. The one thing that makes me happy is Wendy's chicken nuggets. <laughs> you gotta say those are the best. Dude, chicken I like nuggets. the spicy ones. I like the spicy ones. That's because I the like spicy spice. ones. Are hot, he, dude. He bought a bunch of those. They gave me. What the did you shits. buy the fifty of them?
0: Fifty for
1: ten. We were sitting here and we were watching. Wrestling shit on <laughs> WWE Network, and we're eating yeah. these, and I'm like, I'm starting to like sweat. And I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah,
2: it's worth it though, man. Those are good. I mean, in my opinion, they're good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tolerate them, but I can only tolerate so much spice. Just give me some regular ones, some honey mustard. <laughs> oh, it, honey it, mustard. It doesn't, yeah. to, to, uh, it doesn't compare to it doesn't compare to Chick Fil A though. I've only had Chick Fil A once, and it was amazing. Chick Fil A the shit. It was. It doesn't amazing. really fill you up, but it's like those those chickens come from good, you know, strong Christian yeah. homes. I felt light after eating it. I felt good. <laughs> That's where those chickens come from. Strong, strong Christian high homes. Morals. Yeah, strong Christian high morals. morals, and you know, those
2: are those are independent slaughtered chickens.
1: Yes, I mean? yes, exactly. They're yeah. free range. They're strong. Yeah. They go to church on they every got, Sunday. They got big cojones. Yeah, dude, you, you
2: go. If I was a chicken. I would flirt with that chicken. You know what I mean? Not so much as a human, because that's kind of weird, but if I was a chicken, that'd be awesome.
1: All chickens look the same, but yet they find themselves attractive to each other. Dude. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Fucking hate animals. <laughs> they all look the same. Man, dude. Two cats. coming? Well, cats are different, because cats, you know, will be, like, different colors. Well, what about cat-dog? Cat-dog was weird. It didn't look the Did same. you ever think about this? It what if one same. of them was gay? Like, what if cat was gay? And the dog has to, like, feel all of that, or vice versa. Sometimes you got to make
2: sacrifices
1: for your friend's pleasure, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would have to do that, right? So if you are there, your homie, you know, you just got to. You got to. I mean, that part I understand, but there's only, like, a certain amount of things I would do.
2: I'm just saying, dude, like, sometimes, like, if you're conjoined with your friend, sometimes you just have to make gay sacrifices for your friend. And then, you know, after that, just, just completely... Completely feel uh, resent towards them. Sugar daddy forever. sacrifices. Exactly. That should be a web, like a like a fucking website. Sugar daddy. Oh, uh, you want to know what I wanted to name uh, my hardcore band once a long time ago?
1: Sugar daddy sacrifices. No. Oh, uh,
2: <laughs> it was a really ridiculous name. It was supposed to be like a deathcore band, and it was a goat sacrifice and the watermelon gods. Goat sacrifice and the watermelon
1: gods. Watermelon gods, like the fruit. Watermelon watermelon, goat, watermelon. Sacri-
0: goat sacrificing the watermelon goods
1: I can slowly say it watermelon but when I say it fast it's wallermelon Wa- watermelon Waller. Yeah. Watermelon, dude. Imagine how
2: intimidating that is. Like, <laughs> what watermelon? Like, like, I come out and I'm just like,
0: <laughs> "We are goats, tiger, fights and the watermelon gods. Kill everyone!" And then we're like, "And
1: like, everybody fights." Yeah, everyone fights. Oh, dude,
0: oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you already know. I wish I could do that in real life, but I feel like you don't need a lot to do it. I can, I can yell. I can't yell that heavy, but I can yell in real life. Yeah. You know what? I I want to say I have probably like seen some videos because yeah. you know me. I have to do my research on people yeah, before and bring I, them on a show. I,
2: I it's cool because I'm... Um, my friend Ryan, he says he does not like rap music, but he says he likes my music because I go about it in such a punk and hardcore way. Like, it doesn't feel like you're listening to rap music while I'm doing it. It's rap music, but I add uh, aspects of punk and hardcore in there. Because like I said, if
1: I, I'm a hardcore kid at heart, so if I'm going to make rap music, I'm going to do it in my own style. That's pretty cool, actually. Thank you. Surprised with that. Thank you. So we're going to wrap up this tonight... I think we're way past a little extra hour before that other show has to come in. <laughs> the League of Women come into a show here now. There we go. So I don't know. I'm, they're probably waiting down at the security desk or something. So we are going to wrap up this episode of Hash Time. Once again, I'm your host, Mike Escamilla, and our guest, Moy Boy Chips Ahoy, SpongeBob,
0: Maho- Mahoy Boy Manoy. Chips Ahoy,
1: Doodle Bob, and the Mohoy Manoy, as you know me, Chef Moy
2: RD, Young Butter Knife, Mr. 13, at Gradlin Paulito. Wow. that You got it so much memorized. It's crazy. There's more. I just can't remember the rest of them, but those are the main ones.
1: Well, there you have it. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, with more Hash Time. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so
0: much. Woo!